Bullshit. Pretend for a moment we've entered a parallel universe, free of bullshit and full of bold solutions. That's what the No Bullshit Marketing Show is all about. I'm Dave Mastovich. Today's subject, titles in marketing and the many misperceptions. Some organizations, typically small to mid-sized companies, use the dreaded combination title. Sales and marketing. She's our VP of sales and marketing. He's our director of sales and marketing. Bob over there, he handles sales and marketing for us. I found companies that combine the two in one title often don't understand the difference between each discipline or that true marketing includes the sales function as an integral part of overall marketing. Other titles include chief marketing officer, chief brand officer, chief experience officer, chief growth officer, the chief problem, lies in how the chief executive officer views marketing. Pure marketing involves focusing on the big idea by answering the two whys, your why or reason for being, and your customer's why or reason for buying. True marketing clearly defines and segments your target markets and then finds out what they think, feel, and want through marketing intel. No bullshit marketing reaches and influences those aforementioned target markets to increase sales and build brand awareness and loyalty. Executives need to better understand the definition of marketing and realize the need for an organization-wide marketing culture. Employees need to be de facto members of your company's marketing team. And your marketing leader needs to understand that marketing includes understanding and defining your customer markets, enhancing the customer experience, increasing sales, tweaking the product or service to meet new wants and needs, when you learn that from the marketing intel, and building the brand. You need to cut the bullshit, create a company-wide marketing culture, and find a true marketer to lead it and turn them loose. The problem is that many people can easily understand sales. She's a salesperson. She had this many leads, made this many calls, closed this many new customers, we collected this amount of money, there you go. It's also easy to see how when a new salesperson is added, if they're moderately good at what they do, they're able to bring in more sales than their cost and the variable costs, so people at the basic level can understand sales. Darren, he, he does our sales. He does our sales and marketing. Like I said, it's a common refrain. So the company that maybe is 50 million or a year in sales or less or 10 million or 20 million, they have Darren. He heads up our sales and marketing. And the CEO 
or the owner or the entrepreneur is able to easily understand that if Darren's bringing in sales, we're making more money and everything's good. Marketing, on the other hand, isn't as clear cut or so it appears. What I mean by saying so it appears is it's not completely clear cut that that salesperson brought in that sale on their own because they didn't. It's a team effort and there's a whole combination of things that are impacting a sale. In fact, most of us don't like the sales experience when we buy. We don't say, wow, I bought from X because Darren, the sales guy was great. We say, I bought my iPhone because I wanted an iPhone. I bought my Android because I wanted an Android. I went into the store, talked about it, got what I wanted, got what I needed, moved on. And while that's a simple example because it's a phone, you can apply it to your car, you can apply it to your house, you can apply it to most business to consumer products, but also to a whole lot of business to business products. But the salesperson didn't necessarily make it all happen. Sales is critical, it's important, it's vital, it's an honorable career, and companies need to have quality salespeople. They have to have a quality sales plan and lead that sales team and manage that sales team. My point is a lot of leaders can easily understand sales, but not as easily understand marketing. And as a result, combine the two as sales and marketing or give too much credit or blame to a sales team or sales person because marketing isn't as clear cut. Marketing if done correctly, has a lot of variables and does have an ROI metric, multiple metrics. But unfortunately, like most fields, it's not always done well. And the bullshit marketers aren't spending the time on the marketing intel. They aren't spending the time on the target market segmentation and hitting the bullseye. They might be spending some time on the messaging, but often they aren't. And they're more excited about the bells and whistles of creative. When they hear something, if they did, did do the intel and come back and say, we learned a couple things from our customers and our target markets, the companies often ignore it and don't apply it and don't tweak their product or service so they can give it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay. And therefore, they don't do real marketing. They do bullshit marketing. And they have a misunderstanding then and give far too much credit or blame to sales and don't understand marketing and just lump it in with sales and marketing. That's a problem that needs fixed because as I mentioned, your employees have to be de facto members of your marketing team. And the reasons are many, but the overarching theme is one that I say a lot, and that is who you market to is different than who you sell to. Who you market to is different than who you sell to. You don't sell to your employees, but you damn sure better be marketing to your employees. You need to communicate with your employees about your products and services, about what makes you unique, about your why. 
your big idea, your customer's why, and their reason for buying. Because if you don't see employees as a target market, you're A, wasting a huge opportunity to leverage people that can market for you and even sell for you. And B, you're putting yourself in a predicament in this day and age where employees are able to communicate about the company on a whole range of things. It could be as simple as Glassdoor, where they talk about the boss and they talk about the company as a place to work. It could be that employees are going to be asked by their friends and family about products and services that are created where they work. And they're going to communicate about this online and social media. So if your employees are not de facto members of your marketing team, the message that's going out won't be one that you like. And that all falls under the umbrella of who you market to is different than who you sell to. Another example of who you market to is different than who you sell to is regardless of your type of industry, regardless of your product or service, you have referral sources. And when I bring up referral sources, people often think I'm talking about our healthcare clients, but it's way beyond that. Pretty much every business has referral sources. If it's business to consumer, that referral source might actually be Yelp or something like that where you can get an online review. If it's business to business, that referral source is often somebody who knows what you're capable of doing, doesn't necessarily buy from you themselves, and they recommend and connect others to and with you. So referral sources need to be a target market. We need to define the potential universe of referral sources, look at who is currently referring find out who is and isn't and why and why not, and then communicate with those referral sources in an ongoing manner through an ongoing marketing campaign, just as your employees have to have an ongoing campaign of messages targeted to them, for them, about them, and about your company. The same is said for referral sources. You definitely need to have a clearly Define targeted marketing program towards referral sources with ongoing marketing touches because who you market to is different than who you sell to. The No Bullshit Marketing Show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash no BS. Try a book like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life by Mark Manson. You can download it for free today. Go to audibletrial.com slash no BS for your free audiobook, over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I like to incorporate pop culture and music and sports into what I do. I've done it throughout my life as a on-air personality early in my career, a writer, coach, mentor, teacher, professor, etc. And so I'm going to do it today. Again, I talk a lot about the sounds of marketing and the sights and sounds of marketing. And what the sights and sounds of marketing is, if you've uh, followed me at all over the years, is when I take a slice of pop culture and I take songs or groups and I apply what they did and what they wrote 
to the sights and sounds of marketing. And I talk about eras and how different things were happening in different eras. And I apply it to leadership, communication, messaging, and marketing. So the sights and sounds of marketing today is tied to New Edition. New Edition is a group that began in the early 80s and in their first actual album release was 1983 with Candy Girl. And this group was uh, five people at any given time. They were 13, 14, 15 when they started, stayed together strongly for about 10, 12 years, broke up, got back together, and BET did a 25th anniversary of BET, and they were one of the groups to perform. Did a great show in 2005. And recently, BET did the New Edition Story, which is a three-part series that is very well done. If you haven't seen it and you came of age in that time, so if you were born in the late 60s through the 70s, it's something you should probably see. You'll enjoy it. It applies to the sights and sounds of marketing for a number of reasons. New Edition was a marketing act that applied a combination of, first of all, it was one of the first uh, boy groups since the like 50s and 60s to, to really come out and, and push things. And then you saw a, a number of them after that. In fact, a couple of spinoffs were created from New Edition. But then after that, by the 90s, you started to see, uh, well, actually you saw New Kids on the Block first that were a follow-up to New Edition. And then you saw NSYNC and all the other ones, 98 Degrees and so forth, in the 90s. The first thing then is New Edition had five members, so it was using the group impact and marketed each of those five a little bit differently and gave them their each their parts and their solos. The group also did a number of dance moves while singing, which was really... Uh, something that was a sight to see. And then they applied the look and fashion elements by adapting their attire based on the audience and the time. For instance, they show in the movie when they played Pittsburgh, they wore gold and black outfits and they would, were able to do that. And so they influenced fashion and they influenced the music industry. The story, the three-part story is... Uh, really a human one because it talks about how all six of the members, because they ended up having a sixth one come in, live their lives on stage and showed we, we all as customers, if you will, or as target markets, grew up with them, saw them on stage for 15, 20 years from age 15 to 30. Then we saw them on the reunion when they were probably about 40. And now you're seeing a movie that uh, hits nostalgia Watched that all three parts, and it was hard not to just reminisce because even though I wasn't a huge fan, being a DJ at the time, I played a lot of their stuff both on the radio as a DJ, but also in clubs as a DJ. So it brought back those memories. And then to watch the human interest side of it, like who knew that Ricky Bell was an addict and almost died? We all knew Bobby Brown was crazy, and the three-part series proves that to be pretty clear as it walks through 
the menti antics that Bobby Brown pulled. It talks about how Ralph Tresvant was the lead vocalist early, and then Johnny Gill was brought in. And so it was really a story about teams as well. And since this show is about leadership and communication, it rings true on that. So the sights and sounds of marketing for this episode is about New Edition and how they hit it big in 83 when they were 13, 14, 15, and continued to grow late 80s when they were late teens. They tried to shift and do a little bit more serious, uh, not so much serious, but a little bit less of the pop teen thing. But that was what was interesting is it showed how they changed their messaging and changed their appearance and changed the visuals as they aged to try to stay relevant. It shows how leadership is significant because they had a pretty much a coach who did their choreography, who they brought back every time things weren't going well, proving the seriousness of leadership. It talked about how working together as a team is, is relevant and how they had their ups and downs. But when it came through, uh, when they're in their forties or maybe even fifties now, they were able to stick together and still pull off that BET thing in 2005. And now in 2017, they have a movie which will drive their popularity back, or at least their knowledge base back of people knowing about them and probably some of their sales. So the sights and sounds of marketing ties to new edition and how they changed with the times, changed with their visual appearance, changed their style, their emphasis all over time. How leadership mattered because they had a person who cared about them deeply that was uh, Ronnie DeVoe's uncle, who was actually the original choreographer when they were 12, 11 or 12 when they started. They brought him back a number of times and it was hard not to get emotional when he made his speech in the movie at the wedding of his nephew and talked about how he loved New Edition and loved being a part of them growing up. And as a coach who's had many teams over the years and you see those teams grow and then you see them 10 years later and those kids are adults and they invite you to their weddings and so forth. That's a big thing as a leader. You love that. And that means maybe you made a positive impact while watching that on the movie made an impact on me as well. And it also showed how they kept getting ripped off by the corrupt music business and how that's a two-way street. 85 to 90% of it is the fault of the corrupt music business, but then a, a portion is that you've got to be more proactive with looking into things and so forth. But it was just a really compelling story relevant to us on the sights and sounds of marketing because they defined their target market early and they were looking to reach teens. They achieved that. They realized they couldn't sustain it as they aged. And as they began to get into serious relationships, they could no longer be seen as the teeny boppers dream. So they did what we talk about, tweak your product or service so you can still give it to that new target audience when and where they want it. So the new target audience was the same people as they aged a little bit to get a little bit more serious with the still a love song theme, but not as much a teeny bopper theme. So they showed how they could tweak their product or service over time and um, adjust it to still give the target audience what they wanted, when and where they wanted at a price they were willing to pay. So it does show that they clearly defined the target audience. It showed that they tweaked the product based on the 
marketing intel and market research show that they packaged the product, which is one of the P's in marketing. They packaged it with a change of their look and feel over time and got the product out to the customers. And then it shows a leadership aspect of it and a team aspect because they still stuck together despite being a part of all the trials and tribulations. I think if you enjoyed music and you enjoyed coming of age in the 80s and 90s, the new edition series is an enjoyable series to watch and also to maybe think about differently. Think about how it applies as part of the sights and sounds of marketing. I'm Dave Bastovich. This was the No Bullshit Marketing Show brought to you by audible.com. Talk to you soon.